tuned into the greatest sports show on the planet. That's Prince and he's Barty. And you're now listening to Prince and Barty. Buckle up. Prince and Barty, we back, man. Welcome back to another episode. Today is going to be fun. Got my guy, William Boston, stopping through to talk some boxing. We just had a big boxing weekend. You know, Wilder fought Devin Haney. Great women competition, a bunch of a bunch of dope boxing. Boxing is back in full force. So, you know, we got to talk all things boxing. Talk a little hoops as well, man. Prince and Marty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes. We back, man. We back. Got my guy, my guy William Boston, man. Human money machine. Got know That's a. You got to know. That's another nickname. That's another life. <laughs> but yeah man you know it was a big 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 boxing weekend man you know every time boxing go down we gotta have you on the show we respect your boxing mind because you know a lot of people say they know boxing and they still talking about tyson and uh lennox lewis fights man we gotta we need some current current vibes you feel me some people who say they know boxing came and throw a straight jab they just that's a fact <laughs> You know, hey, you know what's crazy? Let me know if I'm tripping, right? If I see somebody can't throw a punch or throw a football correctly, I judge you. Like, you ever see somebody throw a football goofy? Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're not a man. Like, it's just a weird athlete thing in me, like. To me, you just don't have, uh, you just, yeah, you're not athletic in no way, shape, or form. And if you can't throw no punch, you damn sure can't defend yourself. Nah. So I don't even, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we at least know how to throw one before you talk about who else, somebody else who's getting paid to throw one. That's a fact. But, man, let's get right into it, man. Wilder, Hellenus, man. You know, Wilder coming off them, that legendary Tyson Fury fight, man. They boys is fighting for, like, three hours, seemed like. Two big boys in the ring. Um, a lot of people said they got respect for Wilder. You know, he he fought through. A lot of people would have folded. He got knocked down a few times. So he showed more of a chin than I thought he had. What are some of your thoughts? What are y'all thoughts about like what Wilder is now? I know this was a gimme fight for him, probably for his confidence to get some money coming in again, get people excited. Where y'all think Wilder is now? He did everything he was supposed to do to go ahead and get him some bigger, some bigger fights. Maybe they get um, him and Anthony Joshua or him and Andy Ruiz. Uh, one of them fights, uh, really Joshua would be the, the fight that people would really want to see. Because we all know who he can't be, and that's the gypsy king. <laughs> right. But he went in, like you said, and he went in, he went out on his shield. You can't do nothing but respect that. Uh, he went in there this Saturday, did everything he was supposed to do, gave everybody the, the quick highlight that they want, that knockout that they wanted. It happened real fast, faster than what people thought. But, um, yeah, he did everything he was supposed to do. So now he can get, they talking about Wilder, Wilder. Everybody wrote him off. I think that it looked like he, he he's been training because before it just looked like he just was a, a knockout fighter. The fact that he could go the distance that looks like he's been training, but of course it's not the gypsy. Now I'm 100% in agreement with you. The fight between him and Joshua will be the one that most people want to see because the other other fight I don't think would be as good. And he has no shot versus the gypsy. I think it does up his stake, but really, like you know, and I'm gonna pose this question to you because you are. Uh, one of our correspondents for boxing. I mean, where does he rank all-time heavyweights? Wilder. 
what in punching like punching power? Yeah, punching power. Where would you put him as far as punching power? I know we got Foreman, we got uh Mike Tyson. Where would you where would you put him as far as hard hitters? Number one. <laughs> Who's hitting harder? Yeah, you got him Yeah, I got him over Tyson. Who hitting because see Tyson, yeah, he could get he could catch you with that one and he possibly be need another one, but Wilder just got, it's like a, a rocket. It's like, I don't know what's in this right hand. It's a missile or something in the right hand. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny how you say that because I think a like, it's like Giannis, right? Or AI. Mm-hmm. Follow me, right? So you know that crossover coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. just, it's just a matter of when AI going to hit you with it. Like, That's it's true. a That's nuclear true. weapon. That's true. So it, it might come immediately. That's how I look at Wilder Punch where, and the crazy thing is if you watch that replay, he didn't even unwind up. It was like almost that's a what, jab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying, bro. Those short punches packed a lot of power too. A lot of people don't know how how those short punches pack a lot of power. But that was a short right cross. It was, he didn't even get a chance to extend on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for him to come with, just imagine if he got a chance to extend and follow through with that. And and just with that punch right there, we saw Buddy Eyes going to the back of his head. Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was down for so, if we talking about the best punching power, yeah, then Deontay Wilder. We ain't seen nobody with punching power like this since Tyson. And and I think what makes it interesting, what Wilder makes it interesting, I feel like Wilder's one of the first heavyweights that like almost like a hood nigga can relate to, right? Where Tyson, we, we in the hood, we loved him, but Tyson was really training. Yeah. He could really box. So it was more out of reach mm-hmm. as far as skill. Wilder just a dude who just a truck driver, but just got hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has a regular vibe to him, right? Mm-hmm. No, he's relatable. He's relatable. We don't hear about a bunch of stuff with him out of the ring. Like, you know, rape this and allegations and all that other stuff. That's what disconnected Tyson from a lot of people. Yeah, you get him in the ring, he did everything he was supposed to do. It was outside the ring, all the drugs, the partying, the women, the rape allegations, all this other stuff that'll make you as a fan of Tyson in the ring, but outside of the ring, it, it that can draw you away. We don't get that from Wilder. When he lost and all this other stuff, he went into his little place, his little dark place. He may have been depressed or whatever, but we ain't hear him wilding out. We ain't hear him getting in trouble. I ain't never seen nothing with him getting arrested by no police or anything like that. So he, I, I will credit it to him that he took, he's taking the sport serious. He may not be the best skilled fighter that we've ever seen, but when it comes to punching power, it's the best we done seen. And then he handled himself outside of the ring like he should. So He's relatable in that aspect too, you know what I mean. And then, like you say, he looked like the black truck driver nigga that just stayed in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. What's up, baby? <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, so, well, man, yeah, I, 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 a lot of respect for Wilder. Not for sure, man. I'm, ha- I'm happy for him, man. I know we we athletes, man. You know what it's like to get that confidence back, man. People write you off. I mean, they could say the opponent could have been this, but that man, he good. So now he can control his destiny now. He yeah. now it's like, mm-hmm. he, he back in control. So that's true. But bro, let's get into it. Your boy, I know you a big Devin Haney fan, man. He fought Camboso, man. Part two, I know you was hype, man. We was talking like before the fight, you came through. 
what you think about Haney, man? A lot of people call him Floyd, baby Floyd, as far as his, like, being tactical on defense. How good is Haney? So that 135 division is the best division in boxing right now. Um, I don't think he's going to stay there too much longer because it's hard for him to make that weight. You know, he's been battling with that. And so to make cut yourself down to 130, when you really walk around at 145, 150, that shit is hard. So for him to do it time and time again, that shows a true professional, number one. And then two, just for him to be able to switch up, like quickly catch on to Cambosis' game plan. Cambosis' game plan was to come out there and give you several looks. He switched stands the first round. First round, he kind of, it was a close round because uh, uh, Haney trying to figure him out. But on the second round, and from there on, he had to figure them out. And he beat him with another hand. They kept saying all he did was jab and move, jab and clinch. They even put in a claw, uh, a thing in the uh, claws of how many clinches he can do and all this other stuff. Just everything they could do to discredit Haney. But he came in there, outboxed him, outsmarted him. Defense, amazing. Everything was on point. So to me, is in that division, is is for those the people I see in that division at the top, at 135, even so, even though Shakur Stevenson just transferred to 135, those are the two. I know everybody say Tank and all this other stuff, and I just had an argument with my boy the other day because we were talking about it. He believes Tank will beat Devin Haney. I don't. If Tank catches Devin Haney, yeah, he can knock him out. But that's the thing. You got to catch him. Just like everybody was trying to catch Floyd back then. Or if I hit him, I hit him. But you got to be able to hit him. His defense is amazing. Shakur Stevenson, defense is amazing. Offense is amazing. These are smart individuals in the ring. They don't do too many things to get themselves in trouble. You know, they don't put themselves out there to get themselves in trouble. They're not like a Ryan Garcia who he can't move his head. He just, he's so stuck on power. So he's an easy, he's an easy target to hit. Devin Haney's just different, bro. He's a, he's a different beast in there, man. And I don't see nobody. The only fight that I could see that would be a tough one for him is Shakur Stevenson because they two are the same. That's that's a that's a chess match. Now with with, with the style that, that Haney fights, similar to Floyd, it, is it me or is that style necessarily dying? Like not too many people have the same style as Haney and Floyd in, in, in the game of boxing. Yeah, because you gotta be, listen, that's that, that's that um. Hit, the, the name of the sport is hit, not get hit. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to sit there so you can well off on me. I'm in and out. I'm moving around. I'm switching angles. Mm-hmm. You got to really be able to know how to fight in that stance, that Philly shell, because you're exposing this whole side of your face. It's wide open. But you got to be that quick on defense to, to know how to block it with your shoulder. Right. To know how to jump get up out of there. Yeah, the shoulder roll. You got to know how to get up out of there Everybody can't do this. And then when you're at the Philly shell, look where you're punching from. Your jab is coming from the middle of your stomach to shoot up. You know how quick you got to be to go from here? Most people, they they up here because you can shoot out quick. Shoot mm-hmm. out quick. You coming from here, shooting up. <laughs> or here, shooting to the middle. And you getting back just as quick to cover yourself. Man, that, that guy's skilled, bro. I love watching Devin Haney. They can call him boring. They can say this, that, and the third. He will take you into deep waters and beat the dog shit out you because you can't figure, you can't get to him. And that's going to make you even more frustrated. Just imagine being in a real fight 
and you swinging your arm, but you keep missing. And the person across from you just keep tagging you. He keep tagging you. You coming with more aggression now because you want to get to him. That Chinese so, water torture. Yeah, so he throws people off. <laughs> he's a, he's a, to, to answer your question, bro, with that style. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's the closest we done seen to, to that. Mm-hmm. And Shakira now, y'all, I can't leave him out because those two, but, yeah. They let like me ask you this though, right? So let's keep it real, man. We we all boxing fans, we NFL fans, we NBA fans, right? Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody doing it like the UFC, man. They're really giving the people what they want, trust when they want it. You know, I'm not, I can't say I'm the biggest MMA guy. I'd be a liar, you know what I'm saying? But what I'm noticing is, whether it's Nate Garcia, whoever it is, they give him the fight, the people what they want, right? When you look at Devin Haney, Stewart, right? Or going to Bud Crawford and Spence. The business gets involved when it comes to the fights people want to see, right? So it's almost like when Pacquiao Mayweather did fight, uh, I was cool on it. Like, it was like, I, I didn't really want to see it then. I just hope it don't happen to these the new generation, right? When, like, Canelo, he been, he waiting to fight people, like, it's like people like that, like Winky Wright back in the days, they was literally waiting to fight people. Like the man didn't fight people. So when UFC, oh, Dana White's telling them like, yeah. it's more of like a commissioner, hey, you're fighting this weekend thing. But I don't know, I think it's just too much business in boxing where it's like, you're gonna have Wilder fighting Helena. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? What you think about kind of the business of everything right now? You said it first with the na- first name. That's the Mayweather effect. Mm-hmm. He he started all that, picking your fights and all this other stuff to have a, a, a clean record. The, the, the only thing I don't like about boxing now is it's like WWE. So you have all this riled up stuff about who gonna fight who, who and they never do it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's running and dodging so they can get this clean record. That's why I respect the Wilder. He went out there, he had a draw and he had two losses but he still came back and he didn't let the record affect him. Cause when you see that record, it still say 42 wins with 41 knockouts. Yeah, you had your two losses and yeah, yeah, you had your draw, but you got 42 wins with 41 knockouts. That's damn near hundred percent. That means every time I get in this ring, I'm about to knock your ass out. Mm-hmm. That, and he not worried about that part of the record. Everybody else is like, I can't take this loss. If I, Cambosa said if he lose, he was going to retire. Like, I don't know, it, it's the Mayweather effect, bro. It's like they can't take the loss. It's just like, I equate that to these kids now growing up. See, back then when we was growing up, we could take our L. You get your ass whooped, you could probably go back to the park and try to fight again. At most, you get jumped. Now you get whooped, somebody want to pull out a gun because they can't handle the fact of getting beat up. It's Switch. on social media and all this other stuff. <laughs> they can't handle that. Boxing is all of that. It's just structured and they get paid for it now. That's the only thing I don't like about boxing. Mayweather started it and everybody else started to follow suit behind it. And that's what we have now. Just sign the paper. If you are who you are and say you are like Spence, Errol Spence got all these weird clauses he won. And Bud said, you know what? I'll do the 60-40. I'll do this. I'll do whatever you need me to do just so I can get the fight. That let me know that pushed me more towards Bud. I was leaning on Spence. But when Spence came with all these regulations, he want this, that, and the third in the contract, I started to question, like, you you really don't believe in yourself how you say you do. Bud do. Bud saying, I'll fight you anywhere. 
Devin Haney said, I will fight you in Australia. This is how much I believe in myself. I don't need to do this WWE stuff. Where you want to fight at? I'll fight you anywhere. With boxing, they got to change that. Like you said about the UFC. I don't really watch that. That's a little too brutal for me. <laughs> they be, they be ah, ah, ah. like after you down on the ground and you out like this, you got to keep pounding them. In, you know what I'm saying? I don't really watch it. But what I do know about it, I know enough that they, like you said, they make the fights happen. Ain't no running and ducking in that in that UFC stuff. You get called out, you they fight. Boxing, you get called out so much with the contracts and the business and my record and all this other stuff. Or you got to meet me at this weight or why don't you fight me at 140? A fight is a fight. You know what I mean? So the, the answer, man, boxing is just, it's WWE. That's what it is. <laughs> Man, with the history of boxing, man, you know, everybody loves to talk about Muhammad, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Who, which boxer doesn't get the flowers you think? Like, he, that did something great for, the, for the, the game of boxing. Which boxer you think, in your opinion, deserves more flowers in the history of the game? Oh, um, um, uh, uh, God damn, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, dang, man, y'all gonna make me look like I don't know boxing. <laughs> Uh, uh, Roy Jones. Roy Jones. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe he get the flowers that he he needs. You know what I mean? Nobody, they don't got him in that pound for pound list and all this other stuff. Why I don't know. But yeah, Roy Jones gonna get that. And he had a heck of a defense. He just he got lazy as he got older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Except with a couple knockouts and all this other stuff. But there it is. You get knocked out, they write you off. Or you get knocked down, they write you off. <laughs> you know, but you know what it is too. I can answer that. That's the Mayweather effect again, right? Where it's like Mayweather. Yeah, anybody could box. What's the persona you have when you box? Mm-hmm. I mean, Roy Jones is trying. He was rapping. He was heavy in the hip hop culture, but he wasn't looked like as money, mm-hmm. right? Where Mayweather's moving like Birdman. You're like, who is this dude? <laughs> yeah. So like, you he just gave you that. I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, Roy Jones had that allure. You knew he was a bad man, but he was almost too humble, if that makes sense. Mayweather going to tell you how he going to whoop you, this, this, this. You know he's prepared. Those times towards the end, Roy wasn't prepared. You'll never catch Floyd lacking. It's, I think that's what kind of what it was, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, shoot, to this day, Floyd's still boxing. I, some of that I'd be questioning, like, because you know he make money, but we know he spend a lot of money, too. So it's making me question, like, why the hell are you still boxing, my dude? Like, you fought, you almost 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, this is you need to stop, period. Because, yeah, you may be fighting these um, people overseas and in China and all this other stuff, but a punch is a punch. And all it takes is for somebody to hit you in the right area, and now you brain dead or something like that because you out here trying to make some extra money to go spend it all over again. But but does that ruin his legacy though? Like does that what does it look? At what point is it like you a circus clown? Like, what, at what point is it like what are we doing now? Yep, he should have left how he left on top, uh, clean record. You ain't got to prove nothing else to nobody. We know who you are. You fighting all these bums and all this hey, hall and hold on. Hey, hold on. I'm going to fight you back. That sound cool. But our guy Jordan did the same thing. Bro, Jordan had literally the dream that we dream about at night. I'm going to hit the shot. I'm going to shut the crowd up. My hand up. Jordan literally had a storybook and, man, came back to play for the Wizards, bro. 
Now we know the politics of it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much to own the team, he played was trying to be an owner. Mm-hmm. It worked out for him, but it's like man, a lot of people. It's that competitive drive, man. I think it's that competitive drive, and sometimes that's all they got there. No, look at Tom Brady. It's like that's all they know. So the minute you pull out away from them, they go into panic mode. And it's like, let me go back to what's familiar, what I know. I don't know chilling. I don't know sitting down and just, you know, relaxing. I don't relax too long. Now I'm anxious. I got to get back to this sport that I know I love, which can harm me. I can get hurt out here, but I love this. And that's what it is. I think it's more so one of those things where they just used to what they used to. And the only way to get, get comfortable is to keep doing it. For as long as you can. Let's 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 talk in hypotheticals, man. You know what? Two weeks ago, we we received footage of Draymond with the sucker punch on on Jordan Poole. Sucker punch. Now we know the game of basketball, and you know you know the game of basketball as well. Charles Oakley was a was a beast on the on the floor. He was a beast. Let me tell you, you couldn't fight. You wouldn't want to fight because Oakley was just crazy. Draymond Green, the punk that he is. <laughs> would that go would that go well with Charles Oakley? How you think that would turn out? No, oh, man, he he know who to pick on. That's all that was. He picked on this is Jordan Poole, man. Jordan Poole don't look like he had a fighter day in his life. He knew who to try. This how I know Jordan Poole didn't know what was going on. Anytime that see, I know my arm reach is 72 inches. That means you can say whatever you want outside of them 72 inches. That ain't bothering me. Them just words. But the minute you come within them 72 inches, we in the danger zone. So I got to defend myself immediately. I don't know what you about to do and I can't even let you get that close to me. And if I initiate contact and push you, we ain't kids, this ain't the playground where you just gonna push me back. We gonna push each other and push it. That right there, once he pushed him and he just stood over there, I said, Jordan Poole ain't never been no fight. And Draymond picked on him cause he knew that. Had that been Charles Oakley, First of all, it wouldn't have been no push. The first initial blow would have been a punch. Mm-hmm. So we would have woke, he would have woke Draymond up with a punch off of, we ain't pushing. We don't do no pushing in the hood. I ain't never pushed nobody. My I'm trying to, I gotta back your ass up because I don't know what you about to do. You get you got too close. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get two quick ones, bop, bop, and then let me assess and see what's going on. I need to see who with you, who finna jump in, all this other stuff. That's the mind train of somebody who don't been into fights. Prince, no, he'll tell you. Yeah. When I was growing up, that's all I did. And I would fight you in the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, he he picked on that man. That's what that but, was. Two quick things. So the first thing is, I have met Charles Oakley in person. My God. <laughs> Bro, this dude by 6'10", a tank. It's only only other person I've seen that size of a bat that wide is Charles Oakley and Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Charles Oakley and Lennox. I'm talking about just why, not <laughs> being bad. I'm talking about they back is like a, a great, like you yeah. from somewhere else, another world. Mm-hmm. Lennox Lewis shook my hand. You know that's my, he know that's my yeah. guy. He shook my hand and I felt like a little if I, girl. If I grabbed all this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like an inch taller than him. But he, it's insane. But going back to Jordan Poole real quick. Yeah, y'all, I agree with y'all totally, right? But let's look at the competitive side of it. Let's call it what it is. Jordan Poole is a dope player. He got all the handles. He got a pure jumper. He just got paid 140 million, right? He just won a championship. When you go on all the sites, ball is life. He up there at the mixtapes. He he crossing people over. He the lit dude for the young generation, right? 
So Draymond like to talk trash. You're going to meet a young boy who's going to like to talk trash with you. Now, Chad, you remember, we used to play against the football players. They used to be mad. Get some pads on. Get some pads on. They mad at us because they aren't in the wrong arena, right? Mm-hmm. So now Draymond can't Draymond can't cross him over. Mm-hmm. Draymond can't do a, a, a Euro and make embarrass Jordan Poole offensively. So you got to fight. So you see, you see what I'm saying? Like emotionally, he'll say something. Oh, that's why you, you average three points a game. Now you want to fight him. So words are affecting you. So you're an emotional person. So that's why I lost respect for Draymond in that situation. We've been in fights all the time. People, It's not publicized, but it's like, if a, a kid's words can have you to the point you want to fight them, mm-hmm. whoo, that's well, they're going to be in the game talking to you that's crazy, that's bro. True. That's true. And, and that, So I just looked at it like, uh, I don't know. But, you know, question I pose to both of y'all, man, and this is just my, my opinion. You know, we all made mistakes. Nobody on this earth is perfect. Only God, God perfect. You look at the situation. Bro, you open your mouth and you kick LeBron, it costs you to lose a final. You call your teammate a bitch and then you lose him and you could have basically been better than the Chicago Bulls because there was nobody matching feats with Golden State at that moment. But all emotional decisions. All right? emotional decisions. <laughs> now, we don't even know necessarily exactly what was said at practice. But we know Draymond, he can't beat you in a fight. Why are you going to fight another teammate? Is is Draymond having a midlife crisis? Like, what's up with this dude, man? He touched that core when when people feel insecure. Everybody got that one thing. When they hit that button, boy, what, what? You want to fight? I I agree with you. So it's it's two things, though. Hell yeah, he insecure. He can't handle some words being said at him. But see, the person who who dishing out the words, Nigga, you better be able to back them words. Oh, 100%. I don't go nowhere talking that's, that's trash. That's a random fact. I'm not talking trash. When I'm on the basketball court, I'm about, I'm 39 years old. I ain't trying to fight nobody and none of that stuff. The last time I even had a physical altercation, I was 34 years old, and it was on the basketball court. Why? Because I'm just talking trash. But I don't got I'm not calling you out your name, no F nigga, no none of that stuff. I'm just talking about your game. But I done got in your head so much. Now you want to come fight. But I know with my words, I got these to back me up too now. So you ain't just going to run up on me and talk and be, do no crazy stuff. So Jordan Poole was talking that stuff and couldn't back it up. That's one. And then you're talking to a sensitive person who can't handle none of that stuff. So all he can feel like, like you said, I'm going to just go ahead and try to beat you up. Because that's the only place you can win that is if I try to fight you. Outside of that, you can't beat me verbally. You can't beat me on the basketball court. Even if you say something verbally, it don't matter. It don't matter because I can call out your points and what you can and cannot do. That's gonna hurt you even more. So he is these. He's an adult in the league that's similar to these sensitive kids right now in these streets. Can't say nothing to them because they they ready to go to the end. They ready to crash out, and he about crashed out with his teammate. What if that incident would have got him off this? Uh, uh, winning championship team, you know what I mean? On to the next or whatever. And he's making it bad for him because it's other teams looking at this. So they know who they're dealing with in the event that he do get traded to somebody. He will, he will cause himself to blackball his own self because he can't even get along with teammates. True. I think if they don't win the championship, it's, it's a different outcome. They'd be like, get them, get them up out of here. But the fact that they just won, he was a big part of them winning, it's, it's a... They're in a weird position, man, right? So they couldn't 
suspend. Like they couldn't go crazy with it. They gave him his little what? One game. What he got? So it's like, man, they can't tell. And remember, he up for contract too. So he gonna opt into his money. I think he like twenty seven million. Opt in, and then hopefully they probably won't even resign. They are gonna lowball where he ha- he gotta leave. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. But he did it to himself, man. His attitude, you know what I'm saying? I, if I was Jordan Poole, if I couldn't get him that day, we're going to schedule something before we go to practice. Hey, meet me over here. We're going to get these in. Just me, you, and whoever else, we go over there and get it in. We're going to squabble like men, and then we go going back to practice and do what we got to do. He ain't been just still off on me, and then I get on this press conference and say, yeah, you know, it's basketball. We're just cool. Even, even in Jordan, uh, I give him that, though. His response was very professional. Cause I, I yeah, I don't have that. You know why, Chad? You know why you know why it was professional? He just got 140 million, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you worried about what Draymond that's, that's going true. That's true. That's that boy true. got that bag, he man. Got, he got the bag. He got the bag. Let, let's let's stay on the let's stay on the court real quick. You know, we know you're a Laker fan. And uh I, I just want to ask this question, because you know, every time we we had this discussion, we both part ways. So I'm not even going to bring up Mike because I don't even want to have this conversation with Mike. We gonna, You're going to stay where you at with Mike. I'm going to stay where I'm at with, with LeBron. I know you already said he can't catch Mike. Is it possible that his legacy, uh, stats, rings, can he surmount Kobe Bryant, in your opinion? Oh, no, not over there in Lakerland. No, maybe somewhere I mean, else. I'm talking about just period. The game of basketball in the NBA, the history of the game. No, we know that this is a great player. Um, you know, in the NBA, I can't take that away from him. It, my only strike with with uh LeBron is when it, when okay because I'm so used to killers, and it, this is coming from the person who's used to seeing killers coming up in the NBA. I'm talking about Steve Francis, Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury, Kobe Bryant, Grant Hill. These were people like they want the ball in the last seconds. And win, lose, or draw, they will take it. They'll put it on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. They're not really looking to pass off. You may say they don't pass the ball, but that's how much they believe in themselves and say, whether the critics like it or not, or they upset with it, I'll put it on my shoulders. I don't like that about LeBron at times is when he is needed. And I just think we just a soft-ass team in general. We got a soft-ass Anthony Davis. LeBron has his moments. Has moments sometimes, sometimes he does it's like when you need him, yes, when you need him, I'd be like, damn, come on, bro. We need you right now. In the first, second, and third quarter, you out there doing all type of stuff. You pumping the ground, you pet this and all this other stuff. <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when them 10 seconds left, I'd be like, oh, come on, bro. This the you passing the ball. Yeah. He's a front so, He's a front so this is this is what's gonna happen. On paper. On this, on this paper, as we get older and we're in our 50s, this is all we're going to revert back to is the paper between LeBron and Kobe. That's what I don't like. Because on paper, it's going to look better. But if we look at the actual film, and what kid's going to go back and look at the actual film? They're just going to talk about the stats. Man, he had this many rebounds. He he was this and that. He had it. That's all they're going to bank it off of. So he'll surpass him on paper. In reality, I just don't see it. bro. Oh, that's just me, though. I think, no, I think, you already know where I stand with Kobe, man. But I think, um, did you see that Dream Team documentary on Netflix? That's another thing, bro. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Kobe was playing with Paul Gasol on the Lakers. 
But Kobe told the team, hey, soon as they run this pick and roll, I'm going to run into him. And he did exactly what he said he was going to do. To set think, the tone. I think over that, though, was just like, because remember, that's what 08. Bro, LeBron was going crazy, bro. Like, he was he was coming. He was a young bull coming, coming, coming. And everybody on the team was like, bro, this is Kobe Bryant. They talking like, this man is Jordan or better. Bro, this is Kobe. Coach K don't get nobody compliments. Hey, man, Kobe, Kobe. So for me, if we could talk all day. We were fans, right? We played the game, we're fans. When the greats get quiet and pay homage, when you see Michael Jordan on a funeral, Mike, people, Mike, people don't even know Michael Jordan, little kid's name, his new kids. He's so private. For this man to be on the stage bawling to make another meme, that's different to me, man. That's more than barbershop talk. If I think, uh, I think, but I, I, I think LeBron would have that effect too if he was the parish too. I think he would have that effect. No, you no, have, no, no, no. I'm not arguing that, but who is coming out? Like, for example, LeBron off the court is like the goat to me as far as his business with him and Maverick Carter got going on. That's why I like him. <laughs> That's what I like. Man, so he the GOAT for me in that. But when you got people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they be just hating on LeBron. I'm like, damn, Kareem. Like, I feel like Kareem has, Iverson, I, Kareem has never said two words about Kobe. Even when Kobe had a situation in Colorado, nobody said nothing, bro. LeBron tweets something. Oh, LeBron has to do better as a black man. We like, damn, Kareem. What are you talking about? I say all that to say, LeBron deal with unfair criticism that, bro, he, he young and he can do what he want, right? I just feel like it, it, you got, we got to pick, the people pick and choose like what's great. Now, as far as what you're saying, we which I'm with you. If you put the time in, you take the last shot. Forget the right basketball play, it's out the window. Are you trying to win? The, we played 82 games to get to this point. I can't afford for Kyle Corver to miss this, bro, because Kyle Corver only make, Three million. Like, I can't. He's going to go home to his family and not care about this game. No reporters asking Kyle Corver, Kyle, how did you miss this shot? Yeah. They're going to say, LeBron, why did you pass it to Kyle Corver? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're going to say. So that's what's interesting. Like, it's because I, what I'm impressed, like, real quick, if LeBron knows this, but you know what, man, I'm going to do me. He's never changed. Either yeah. he's dumb <laughs> or it's something to respect. I just don't know where I stand with it. That's his game. I think this is this is just my opinion, right? Mike has six. He has four. Kobe has five. From a ring perspective, both of you guys are right. But when I look at certain situations, you know, and I know football and basketball is different. Sheer dominance. If we look at just sheer dominance of Randy Moss, Randy Moss in the era for 10 years was more dominant you couldn't do nothing with him than Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is the better player. He makes the better play. If we need one catch, I'm going to go to Jerry before I go to Randy Moss. But as far as a specimen of just something that we've never seen, you know, I look at Mike. Mike had to work because he was cut in high school. You look at Kobe. Kobe had to work because of, you know, what happened with Charlotte and then coming in behind Eddie Jones. So he had to work to get to where he was. LeBron... Just like, like Wade said, he just was born with it. This dude is born probably the most athletic player we've ever seen in the history of the game. To run as fast as he does, to jump as high as he does, to be as big as he is, he doesn't have to, which he should, and I agree with you, he should do that 
But I think that when we look at it, you know what I mean? He's not a closer or, or, or a killer. But still, I mean, but we're going to miss him when he's gone. Of course, he'll he an all-time great. But real quick, before you say this, I just, when he said I thought about something, right? We all, that's the argument, right? Where, uh, you know what it's like? You know what it's like? It's almost like 90s hip-hop versus today's hip-hop. Like, whatever line you fall on, right? It was harder back then. You got the old New York. And you, we already know, Quiet Storm, Mob D, versus what is a little Uzi Vert? What is a little baby, right? Same thing, I feel like it's LeBron and um, Jordan fans. Man, the 90s was rough. They had to do this, this, this. LeBron, I'm like, oh, we more skilled. We deal with more stuff. We got more money than y'all. It's the age-old debate. But what I will say, I, I don't think LeBron will ever say this publicly. He will say, I should have been more aggressive in X series and X series, right? I, I bet you will never say because he got to stick with his little narrative. No. Why he why he in the league why he in the league he won't say it. he gonna say it afterwards. Ain't no way in hell you watching that Maverick series talking about oh, no. Yeah, far, bro. I should've you not watching that, that one Spurs series like, yeah, bro, I should've no 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 sir. You should have went hard and, and stopped worrying about your teammates. Mm -hmm. So that so he can't you can't argue that. Mm -hmm. He would have if LeBron was aggressive, he would have six or more rings off just his aggression early on in his career. I, I, yeah, but I think uh, that's another thing you mentioned about the rings, Ace, uh, six, five, and four. It's something with this Jordan, and, and we got Bill Russell and all of us who got more, but, you know, I guess that's way before our time, and a lot of these kids don't even know who that is, you know what I mean? But it's something about that six, five, and four. I don't think, because he's not going to win no another championship. They won't let nobody surpass Michael for some reason. I don't know if y'all feel like that, but I feel like that. I don't, you know what I don't think? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's that they didn't want to fight uh, past Mike. And, you know, y'all may disagree with me. I just think it's more competitive now. I think that they, Mike never went up against a person of the style of Steph Curry or had someone of the style of Kevin Durant. I think it was more physical, but I mean, as far as like, stars like the closest person to Jordan was Clyde and he's like no I'm gonna take his heart I could just take his heart and I think that the guys who we have playing now I think you could take KD's heart but I don't think you could take Steph Steph is on a to me where he is now is different from where he was back uh, you know what I also think too I think it goes back to kind of going back to the um the Roy Jones thing right mm -hmm. there's guys and there's the guy mm -hmm. so yeah. Right? So that's fair. So you just, y'all just named them Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron. What do they all three have in common? They culturally changed the game. Mm -hmm. I had an afro because of Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. I'll, put, I'll put AI in that, but not, I don't think he's as great as the people I named. So everybody's trying to do business like LeBron. They might not be trying to dress like LeBron. He don't have that impact, but it's like, all right, let me make sure I'm reading my contracts. Let me make sure I'm on point business-wise, right? Jordan speaks for itself. We got the shoes. It's literally like Mike. I feel like if you don't have that component, nobody cares. Nobody was trying to wear Adidas like Kareem. Nobody was trying to wear goggles like Kareem. Nobody was trying to be like Bill Russell. Off the, off the court, as far as being an activist, 100%. But between the lines, you didn't look at them people like that. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be an age-old debate. You feel me? Of uh, who's better? That's like the Biggie, Jay Z, or Nas. That's like the three, bro. They're gonna be everybody some way. One of them people I just named, Biggie, Jay Z, or Nas, 
will be in somebody top five for centuries, dog. Because they're like the first, the pillars. Mm -hmm. Jordan was it. Mm -hmm. He wearing people, Jerry Seinfeld wearing Jordans. Martin wearing, when you cross cultural lines, Mm So to answer your question, they never gonna put nobody past Jordan, bro. <laughs> LeBron can win eight rings. It's Jordan. Like people, it's it's DNA. It's like it's Nike. What, what shoes you like, Nike? It ain't mm-hmm. Adidas. You could tell me Adidas got more sales than Nike. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. It's who was there first as far as the marketing. That's true. Nigga, highlighter is not called highlighter. It's a brand. Mm-hmm. But you call it highlighter. That's true. Yeah. Kleenex is a brand, my dog. That's true. Like, this is real life. Like, so it, Jordan is a brand. The Mike Jordan of rap. Mike, it's it's in, like, people just have that embedded, bro. That's real. That's real. Yeah, no, I, that's how I feel. I feel like they don't, they not going to, uh, like you said, let them surpass uh, Jordan. But I think even in the ring category and all that other stuff, it's something about that six. They ain't let nobody get past that six. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, it's, but also you know who like that too, like a Drake, right? Mm-hmm. We, like these young boys, they feel like Drake is is the man. Drake is cool. You can't lie. You can't argue Drake's longevity, similar to LeBron. So when it's all said and done, you're gonna look at it, you're gonna be like, damn, Drake got more hits than the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Drake was number one for Billboards. But if you didn't live in an era to know, like you said, it's gonna be a piece of paper mm-hmm. fifty years later. Oh, Drake's the greatest artist of all time. Mm-hmm. One billion, because mm-hmm. the math go math, mm-hmm. and you can't argue with the math, and that's what I think is going to get lost. Where even probably Jordan legacy farther, further down the line. What um, gonna, Steph got? Steph got four rings. Yep, they all LeBron. They all got the same amount. So it's like, and Steph, mm-hmm. I don't like LeBron greater than Steph to me, but yeah. Steph gets slept on. No, Steph, I think Steph should definitely be, well, he's top 10 now, but I think that we, we're going to get to a point where we're going to argue, are we going to take Steph or are we going to take Magic at that one? Because we're, it's a, it, we're, we're getting close to that point because I just, just what he does and how he embodies. Who, where was Golden State before Will Chamberlain? Where was Golden yeah. State before? Where was Golden State before Rick Back? So he came in. I mean, shout out to his pops getting whooped by Mike so many times that he's taught him how to be a player of LeBron's stature, you know? All right, let me ask y'all this real quick. Like, I, I go to, like, because these all great players, Kevin Durant, you just picking, like, your kids at this point of who is better, right? But you, he just brought up, okay, is he going to be one or two? When you look at Magic Johnson, right, first year came out. He won in college and came and won an NBA title. He's a kid. Your best player goes down, and you win the chip for your team. As far as Jordan don't got no story like that, you can't name your favorite player. Kobe don't got that story. Hey, bro, like if that's like if LeBron came in and won a chip for the Cavs off Rick. I think Magic, his story gets lost in that because we got Steph Curry. Is he a guard? Is he a shooting guard? So Steph going to, like Iverson, they default him to a point guard. Is he a point guard? But you're not going to say here, too, because Jordan and Kobe was 6'6". Six, six. Right. So it's a weird – so the categories get weird at the guard all-time list for me. No, that's a tough one to put together. That's a tough one. Like you said, they got them in different positions. That's a tough one. <laughs> you, know what, you know what you're saying, though? You, you look at it like this. You know, when we talk about uh, Kareem, so you said the same thing about, about Magic. High school Kareem was the most dominant – player ever. College. College, they changed the rules. You couldn't dunk the basketball because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Then he came in the pros, Luau Cinder, what he did with the Bucks, you know? Then he went to the Lakers. 
And if you look at stats, other than defense, other than defense, Kareem checks every box that Mike checks. Six rings, more MVPs. <laughs> uh, all defensive teams, not more than Mike. Mike has more and Kobe has more, but he checks every single box that Mike checks, but gets left out of the GOAT conversation. We we take Shaq, we take sometimes Will, we, uh, uh, Prince to take Akeem, you know, and, and Kareem gets no love. And he has probably the longest standing record in sports history. Now, but you know who I think is the most underrated, disrespected superstar ever, though? Tim Duncan. Bro, because he's quiet. No, no, but if I show you, if, if I did a screen and didn't put nobody name by it and show you Tim Duncan's stats, you'd be like, Dennis, they got to go. Like, you would literally whisper that to yourself. Bro, this man is better than Kobe's. Like, if you put it down, he, he would have had six rings if Ray Allen and, and, hit, and hit the three. Yeah. Tim Duncan would have had six rings if Ray Allen don't hit that corner three. And it, so it goes back to charisma. I'm sorry, Roy Jones, you're picking on you this episode. Going back to Roy Jones, you're a guy or you're the, like, you're just a guy or that. If Tim Duncan was like, yeah, I'm the greatest power forward ever. Mm -hmm. You think about Kevin Garnett because he talks. He's nowhere near as good as Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Nowhere near. You know, but he got a loud mouth. It's a, it's weird, bro. Like, it's, it's crazy that you say that because, you know, when I look at Kobe and Duncan is the only people I think that's cut from, totally cut from a different cloth. And why I say that is, is this. They talked to Iverson, they said when he saw Jordan, he's like, it's God, it's God and sneakers. I'm still going to go at him. But you never heard Kobe be like, oh, that's Mike. Nah, Kobe like, I'm coming for you. I don't care who you are, I'm going to for you. That's Kobe. And then I, I was looking at old highlight films, and it's the first time Duncan ever played Jordan. And Duncan went to do his move, and Jordan sent it out of bounds. Got the ball back, come down court. He goes down to lay it up, and Duncan runs him down and sends George's ball out of bounds to let him know, I'm here. It didn't matter who Tim Duncan went up against. He didn't fear nobody. And he was, to me, him and Pop is what changed that whole organization. We could say overseas players, but Duncan was the pillar of San Antonio. Hey, but also, too, low-key, real quick, Trap, low-key is – you know who's a lot in common, just skill-wise? Tim Duncan and Floyd Mayweather. True. Because what people say, ah, oh, this shit boring, man. He don't really, all he's doing is throwing a jab. All he's doing is play defense. All he's doing is shooting a backboard shot. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you can't stop this man. Like, what do you but want? What got the fundamentals. What do you want me to do? But the thing is, is this, and, I, you know, just giving, giving flowers, to do what you're doing, Boston, you got to be a technician. For Prince to do what he has to do, he has to be a technician. So you're going to respect when you see someone that is a technician. Duncan is a technician, and you know he's a technician because to go up against Bean Prime, to go up against Shaq Prime, and to give them Negroes the business. I remember one series they beat the Lakers 4-1, and there yeah. was nobody. They put Shaq, they put everybody. Everybody did. And, and, and listen, it hesitate, glass shot. Hesitate, jump. You can't do nothing with him. And everybody's like, it's born, but he's killing the whole league. Him and Kawhi the same. It's just like, hey, robots. Yeah. You see Kawhi play? Yeah. Kawhi, bro, ain't nobody better than Kawhi when he play. He's just yeah. like, he hold the ball. He do this. Yeah. I don't know if y'all heard that take from Garnett. Garnett <laughs> said the game when he had slapped him and fouled him in the head, he said that was the first time, like, Duncan started talking trash. He was like, when he shot the ball glass. Bucket, like he just was calm, so he wasn't talking junk. He just was talking. He said Duncan wouldn't really talk trash, but he would talk trash. And so I laughed because I remember that game. It was a series, and 
And man, he ate Garnet up, ate him up. But bro, though, we want, I know you gotta get out of here soon, but a couple things real quick. So we've been going in the streets, man, talking to the people, just figuring out, you know, barbershop talk, mm -hmm. court talk. So we, we, we asked a consistent question of people who know what they talking about. If Kyrie Irving was 6'6", if Steph Curry was 6'6", if Allen Iverson was 6'6", I, I, we got them all? Yeah. Who would be the better player and why? So let me- AI, because of his aggression. Who? AI, because, because he's aggressive. AI, all day. He, we saw the guy, man, they got him listed at six feet, man. I'm 5'10". I done been around this guy several times. He ain't no damn six feet. This man about 5'11", bro. If he was 6'6", six, six, Allen Iverson, with that type of mindset that he has, like uh, uh, Curry, yeah, he got the shot and all that other stuff, but he got that aggression like AI, uh, that killer instinct like AI. So the combination is Kyrie of AI and Steph. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, but man. Kyrie, yeah, I have to go with AI, man. He just wanted to take on any and everybody at any given time. Yeah, yeah, I had a heart like nobody else. He, he would have been Kobe, more Kobe than yeah, me. Yeah, six, he had a heart. Six. But you know, the funny thing is Kobe said it himself. He says, if AI was 6'6", six, six, he probably wouldn't want to ring. Think about this from this perspective. AI went to the finals to tie on him. Yeah, that's again. it, bro. Like, he had yeah. nobody on this team. Tyrone Hill was known for being the ugliest player Bro, in the in that, yeah. Eric Snow was his point guard. <laughs> Eric Snow. That's it. Eric Snow, man. We had, we had Aaron, um, Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee, yeah. That was a that was some old YMCA league team. <laughs> no, that, that was similar to that outside of Rip Hamilton and Chauncey. Yeah. That was similar to that um that Pistons team. Same coach. Same coach. Larry, I'm blue, blue collar, like. But anybody who played for Larry Brown, they're gonna they gonna give their all. That's one thing I like about Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Yeah, I have to the, the yeah. answer to that question. I have I don't know what everybody else said, but I have to go with AI on that one. He just had that killer instinct. And I can only imagine what the hell he would do at 6'6. Six, six. He was doing it at 5'11, six feet. <laughs> at 6'6? Six, six? Oh man, mm -hmm. man, he would have killed the league, man. Real quick, man, the Jaguars look good. And I, don't I just damn about the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> I know you It's a point. It's a point. You know, whenever a team is good in a city, so you know when LeBron came to Miami, it changed Miami. When um, you know, any any point, you know, Lakers went down, LeBron came up, they went up. Lakers went down, Kobe came, they went up. You understand certain places go up when that star comes in. So with the addition of the, the head coach of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, what is Jacksonville like now? Is the city on fire? Is it doesn't doing anything for the business now that the Jags are, you know, winning games of 500 squad? No yeah, change? Got a, got a goddamn thing because they can't stay consistent with the wins, man. They just lost to the Colts the other day. Uh, 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 what's the guy who just got bombed? Uh, whatever. One of the twins from uh, – he the twin with both his arms. It's another one. He got – he don't got his arm. Uh, Shaquille yeah. uh, Griffin. Shaquille Griffin. Yeah, like – it's just that team, man, Jacksonville, I'd be happy for them when they do win because they need it for the city, man. It just brings spirit to the people in the city, the business owners and all this other stuff. They'd be excited. They ain't had shit for a long time. The best team they had was when uh, Ramsey was on there and they went, uh, they played against the Patriots and they mm -hmm. lost on that uh, um, 
uh, last play or whatever, and they was going to the Super Bowl, but they lost in the thing, the AFC Championship or whatever. But that was it, bro. They don't, they don't, uh, yeah, they don't, it don't change nothing. They get online and complain. See, I'm here. So I see all these Jacksonville people on Facebook complaining all damn day about the Jaguars and they just want to win and they sick of this. And, bro, it's so bad here. They have a thing. It was on the news. And I'll see all the clippings where they were giving free men- mental health uh, 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 counseling to Jaguar <laughs> fans. No, seriously, bro. Because the Jaguar fans were saying they so sick and tired of losing, it's causing them stress. Mental anxiety. They can't perform well at work. <laughs> Bro. But, <laughs> but but listen, man, I know you, you we have many hustles. You know how we do, man. We we got multiple streams of income, you know how we rock paid in full. But outside of the fashion, outside of Toro, outside of the million things you close, million things you got going on. I know your new title is public speaker. And um Feather, what, what's it called? Feather, um, <laughs> feather, ruff, ruff, feather ruffler is your new title. So I know you following in the the public speaking space. Kevin Samuel's uh, book, you know some of some of that, some uh, some medicine in the what's it called? Some some sugar yeah, in the medicine. You put some candy in the medicine. Candy in the medicine, like Grandma would say. So what's up, man? What inspired this new, uh, I guess, career path now? Well, the thing is, this is the thing. It ain't new. This is how I've been talking. This is how I've been thinking for the longest. You know, the people who really grew up with me, they know. The people who been around me, they know. I'm going to always, my mom is like that. My mom is one of the most brutally honest people you're going to ever run into. She's going to tell you exactly how it is, but it's only for you to be better. Shout out Miss Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already know how my mom is. She's going to tell you how it is, and she's going to say some shocking shit but it's only the truth and it's only for you to be better. So anything that I'm dishing out to people is because I'm hard on self. I got goals that I write on a consistent basis that on my mirror in my bathroom to, so that I can be aware of what I need to accomplish. The minute I do one, I take that off and I put another sticky note up. And if I don't accomplish that, I get on myself to see why didn't I hit that goal? What do I need to do different? How can I be better? So for me, it's always being better. So if I saying something to some people, it's only for you guys to be better. It's just everybody's so sensitive. So I will play on your sensitivity. I'm going to say some more shocking shit to, to, to fuck with you mentally. Only so you can say, you know what? You're right. And I get that. I get half and half. I get some people who just upset because they it, the, the truth struck them. And then I get people who tell me, bro, because of you, I, I greet people now and say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I put that out there and say, hey, look, when y'all hit people up, stop hitting me up and just getting right to the point. Learn how to greet a person. Say good afternoon. Say good a- good morning. Say good evening. I had people hit me up and say, bro, I ain't never think of it like that. You absolutely right. I, I got to learn how to greet people more. I got to learn how to talk to people better. These are things that I'm saying so that people can wake up and learn that we all need to be better. You ain't got to like what I'm saying, but I guarantee that it's going to strike a nerve enough for you to either A, go and change it, or B, leave my platform because you upset that I told you the truth. I'm only just being me, the same person, just they done gave me the damn phone and a camera and said, go. And I said, all right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> bro, That's we appreciate, it. We appreciate you, bro. 
we got to talk boxing next time. Other stuff, man. So hold it down, man. What what you got coming up? What should we look out for? Ace, right Ace, now. Hold on, hold on. Ace, so let me tell you what's about to happen, man. Ace got on his shirt now. Ace got the muscle shirt, and he told me he she want to look swole for the camera. So we're trying to get Ace on point. Now you gotta send Ace. <laughs> you gotta send Ace a care package of of all the fresh Willie Boston Willie B clothes, so we could do the photo shoot. He gonna be your best model. I'm telling you. Hey, I just hey, I just want all the shoes, bro. The, the new shoes that you just dropped, them mugs is hard, bro. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, we, hey, we need the whole package, bro. I we mean, I'll, t- I'll take it, man. But I mean, at the same time, t- I love them sneakers, bro. Them sneakers on point. <laughs> we need a new pack, bro. Get my guy right. We, we, I want a one X. I'm gonna be small next time. Okay. I see you. There we go. I gotta okay. be right next time. Ne- next video with Boston. I'm gonna be at what least. You wear, which size shirt you wear now? Um, I, I mean, I could fit a, this is a, this, <laughs> is, this is a 1X, this is a 1X, this is a 1X, right? That boy went to beatbox. <laughs> well, you know, when some, it depends on the shirt, some shirts I wear, you know. Now, nah, what size shirt do you normally wear? Not what you got, what size shirt you normally wear? 2X. 2X, yeah, we gotta get you down, man. That's that, that's that 1999. We don't dress like that no more. Get you a little slim, slim, okay. little. Okay. Glad you said that. So I'm gonna give y'all take y'all behind the curtain. So this is my guy. He was in town doing a public speaking event in Deerfield, mm-hmm. talking to a bunch of people about some dope stuff, right? He stops by the house and he looks at me. He's like, "Damn, bro, you look like a retired ball player." <laughs> so anybody who know me is, if I'm not filming or making plays, I'm at the crib. I got my sweats on. Mm-hmm. I'm like Bill Cosby back in the day when he just had the track suits on, just fresh, bro, real clean, right? So me and me and Ace is opposites, right? Where Ace will come in, Ace wanna wear the full suit, the yeah. whole nine. That's his style. So fashion advice, what should what works? What works? You you Princeton Barty fashion coach. So I would say, like, even for me, bro, most of the time, dog, I got so many different stuff that I that I have on my in my brand, clothing-wise, right? Different, all type of stuff. But I'm simple. I like the simple stuff for my brand. I just keep my t-shirt on that got the brand logo on it. Real simple, clean. Every now and then, if I got to spice it up, I'll go and throw on the stuff that I'm selling to everybody else. But I keep it simple. You know what I mean? I would just say, Ace, just one, you, you know, try to slim down so you get into some some decent clothes that give you, you know, a nice fit. It feel better on you. And then two, you don't have to, we ain't doing the full, like, uh, Two uh, uh, track suits and the matching, all this other stuff. It's just simple stuff, man. Like you can have on a nice, simple shirt, but if the shoes are dope enough and it matches the shirt, that's it right there. Nice pair of jeans or whatever, some cargo shorts or cargo, uh, or like I got on these cargo short pants now with all the pockets and all this other stuff. It'd be little simplistic stuff that people be like, I get it all the time. I can be out and about. And somebody like, well, I see you, but but you stay clean. And I'm like, I'm just in the shirt and some jeans. <laughs> it's just all how you put it together. You can have two people, right? Some people got it and some people don't. You can have two guys and you can get them same two guys, the same outfit. I could give you a white t-shirt, basketball shorts, um, some socks and flip-flops. And I can give the same thing to somebody else. White t-shirt, basketball shorts, socks and flip-flops. One of us going to look dingy and one of us going to look like we swagged out. It's all how you put it on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Fact. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. You see people, you like, this nigga hit digits as hell. 
But you see somebody you be like, boy, I see you, boy, you're clean. It's just you know how to put up. <laughs> That's a trust, fact. Trust me, bro. All right, bro, man. We appreciate, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Y'all make sure y'all go follow in Boston. Prince and Barty will be doing live broadcast at several locations around the country. Follow and like all Prince and Barty's social media pages for exclusive details. There will be game tournaments, sport trivia, best fan contest, and cash giveaways all night. This can be your chance to win big. 